Evening folks, this is Jesse Cope and we're back for another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope that y'all are doing well. Uh, I want to take a minute and just tell y'all thank you as always for spending a little bit of time with me today. Uh, I hope that you get something out of it and I hope that you get a little bit of knowledge that you can add to your base and help spread the truth. I want to tell y'all thank you so much for those of y'all that are subscribing to the podcast and sharing the podcast and telling other people about it. That helps so much. It helps me personally, which I'm grateful for greedily or selfishly, but it also helps, I hope, I think, our nation. And maybe more importantly than our nation, it helps some individuals because it draws individuals back toward Jesus Christ and draws our nation as a whole back toward him. So we're going to take one of our little walks and I don't have any company yet except as you can hear in the background I'm sure the frogs and the cicadas and it is just dead still on our little dirt road this evening see a few stars in the sky and wherever y'all are I hope that you are doing well so we're going to go back to education no that shocks y'all and we're going to talk about we're going to tie in education again with God and Jesus Christ and then we're also going to tie in a little bit. I, I, I don't stray, as y'all know by now. I try and stay out of really current events. But every once in a while we dip into it. And there was something that happened. This is actually a little bit older. Uh, maybe a month ago, give or take. And it has to do with the Olympics and Team USA. And I want to take a minute to talk about it in relation to education and the rest of the podcast. So, one of the most destructive decisions that the Supreme Court has put out in the last 60 years has been taking God the Bible, and prayer out of public education. We've talked about these court cases numerous times, 62, 63, and there were a couple more in the 70s and 80s, even up into the early 90s. And it's all based on a complete lie. It is based on the lines of, or the, from Jefferson, from a letter by President Jefferson to a Baptist pastor of separation of church and state. And so that particular, these different Supreme Court bodies took that line, which is not in our declaration, not in our constitution, and they gave it special importance and used it as an excuse to attack our founding principles. And, and not only that, they twisted the meaning to mean what it didn't even mean when Jefferson wrote it. 
Jefferson wrote this line as a reassurance to this pastor that the state, the government, would not come in and force mandate a particular sect of Christianity as the state religion, as England had done with the Church of England. In no fashion whatsoever was Jefferson's statement intended to take faith out of politics, out of government, out of our public institutions. That's not even remotely what it meant. And it's not even remotely what was done for the first 170, 180 years of our country's existence. And so I stumbled across an old book about two years ago, give or take. My grandmother had a huge collection. I say huge. It was huge to me. (laughs) It's not a huge collection, but she had quite a few old books that I have gotten the privilege of going and looking through. My wife and I renovated my family's old farmhouse. And as we did this, we stumbled across a lot of things that were old. But one of them was a book from the turn of the the 19th to the 20th century is when the book was published. And it was part of a series of books called the Young Folks Library. And they had books of poems and books of naval literature and uh, there's, I, I want to say there were something like 20 to 25 books in this young folks library. And one of the books was the book of patriotism. And it's phenomenal, in my opinion, for a number of reasons. One of them is the vocabulary and the command of the English language that you have to have in order to be able to read this book, and it was made for children. I feel like just that alone is a pretty good indication of how far our public education system has fallen in the last hundred plus years. The second, the reason I bring it up, the more important to me tonight, is the principles that were in that book. And we've talked about how much God and Jesus Christ were tied to education from before our country was a nation until after it. And this is a, as far as I can tell, a publicly printed set of books for children that was pretty common at that time at least as far as people that could afford those books. And and I don't know a whole lot else about it, folks, but I'm going to read a few excerpts from this book of patriotism just to give you an idea of what was in children's literature 
what was promoted to children a hundred years ago, and it's a stark difference from what we have promoted in our schools today. So this first excerpt is uh, just a part. This particular book is made up of a number of different little inserts, each one by someone different. This particular one is by a Reverend W.H.P. Fonts, I believe, if I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. And so I'm just going to kind of read a couple of these. To believe in freedom, to stand for it, to do our utmost to perpetuate it to the world around, that is to love our country. We want no governmental control over our churches and no governmental aid for our churches. We want the government to give us freedom to work in our own way, to do our own tasks. To believe in freedom is to believe in our country. The second thing for which our country stands is this, education and enlightenment. Every June I go back to my alma mater in the city of Providence and take my stand in the old college procession marching down the hill to the strains of the old commencement march, heard in only one city in the world and on only one day in the year. And then we walk up into the quaint old church facing a tablet containing this quaint and venerable inscription. This meeting house was built for the worship of God and to hold commencements in. That is the way our fathers put church and school together. When they built a church, it was for college to hold its commencements in. When they built a college, there was always a place for the church in it. So, just in that one little excerpt, and you got to remember the frame here that this is children's literature. This was written for a library for children. Just the same thing that we harp on always here, folks, but the difference is that truth was acknowledged across the board a hundred years ago, a hundred plus years ago, that our country was built on the principles of Jesus Christ. And you can't have our country, our republic, survive without that. And, and that this lie of separation of church and state that our founders wanted our Christian faith completely taken out of our institutions is just that. It's a total lie. They specifically put Christ, put the principles of Christ into our government and into our institutions. And... and that's the deal folks is we've forgotten this so much today and then when people come along and they say oh no you can't do that we just kind of meekly go along with it and say oh okay you're right you must be right especially we look at the supreme court and we say oh y'all are so smart you're supposed to know so much that must be the way it is no it's not and a lot of this is our own fault folks really we have allowed ourselves to become more concerned with trivial matters and ignored the more substantial matters. And you can see this because if we hadn't done that, 
then when these decisions were made, when these comments were made, we would have immediately pushed back and, and strenuously, violently even, and said, no, that's absolutely not true. That's not what our founders intended. That's not how this country was founded, and that's not how our republic can survive. So we'll read another little excerpt from the same author in this book of Patriotism for Children. Another thing for which our country stands is religion. It is true that there is no mention of God in the Constitution, and I rejoice that there is not, for I want no religion forced upon anybody. But there is no page of our history that you can possibly read without the mention of God. In the cabin of the Mayflower, the pilgrims began their solemn league and covenant. In the name of God, amen. In the Emancipation Proclamation, Lincoln said, Upon this act I invoked the con considerate judgment of mankind and the gracious favor of Almighty God. Take out the fear of God from the Declaration of Independence and you have taken out its backbone. In every thanksgiving proclamation by which the President recognizes the bounty of God during the previous year, in the appointment of every Army and Navy chaplain, and every chaplain for Congress and for our state legislators, we recognize the fact that though we force religion upon nobody, this is fundamentally a religious people. Worship God as you choose, but see that you worship Him. Go to church when and where you please, but see that you go. The man who does not reverence religion, the man who does not respect Christianity, the man who does not feel honor and reverence for the Bible, the Sabbath, and the Christian God, he is out of tune with American history. The man who goes about this country to blaspheme Christianity is the true, quote, little American, unquote. And the man who is in sympathy with American tradition in the past and with American enterprise in the future will be the man who gives religion a large place in his heart and life. Those things sum up so much, folks. You do not have to be Christian in order to be American. But if you don't follow the principles of Christ, if we do not follow the principles of Christ as a nation, we cannot claim to truly love or honor America. It's the people 120 years ago and today who claim that Christianity has no place in our country, who claim that it is not the foundation of our country, those are the people who are out of step with history and facts and evidence. Those are the people who are spreading a lie. Those are not the people who are telling the truth, and those are not the people who are looking at history and evidence and showing how our republic was founded and the intentions of our founders and subsequent generations. 
All right, folks, you're going to notice that the uh, background music, so to speak, are cicadas and everything else changed a little bit. You can hear some of the chickens in the background. I got done with this episode and realized that it was starting to climb up toward 25 plus minutes. And so I wanted to go ahead and split it into two. So we're going to stop here for today. And then I'm going to pick up again right here in a couple days with you. But as always, just in closing, thank y'all again so much for your time. Thank you for those of you that share the episode with others that spread the word. It helps immensely. Um, the downloads are continuing to increase just to give you all, to let you know. And, and I'm so grateful for it, obviously selfishly for me. But I hope more importantly that A, it helps some of y'all get a little bit of curiosity about Jesus Christ if you don't have it and B, that it helps turn our country back toward God and our foundation because that's the only hope we have as a nation, folks. I hope that you all have a good rest of your day, wherever it is, whatever you're doing, and be encouraged. You're not the only one out there. And in whatever sphere of influence you have, folks, spread the truth just a little bit. And we will talk to you all again real soon.